What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're and now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Period. What's, What's up? up? This is Draco. And this is Alicia. And you're and now tuned in to OD, OD Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Period. Okay, so what's up? It's two. Oh, it's Wednesday. We late. Damn. It is Wednesday, and this episode is probably gonna come out tonight. Oh well, either way. Uh, how y'all doing? How you doing? I've been very busy this week, uh, surprisingly, and I have I have a vi- a busy week too ahead of me. So I don't know. I'm just out here. I just live here. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm actually really frustrated. I just listen to um, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And um, I'm just really annoyed with people that are saying that they don't believe COVID nineteen is real. People are still saying that. Yes, and it's crazy. And I don't want to like drag this out. It's not a topic per se, but like people have died and are going to die. Now you might not want to acknowledge it being called COVID or something else. Yeah. But this is very real. And until you had to attend a funeral on Zoom. Like maybe that's why you don't get it, but it's real. It's like I just saw that this girl. She was just talking about like um, I haven't been following the rules because I really don't think it's real, and um, I think y'all inflating the numbers. What do you think you know more than a medical professional? Like seriously, it's, it's like I I don't like the at home conspiracy theorist theorist if that's what you call yes. them because I think that's what it is. Like initially, like um. I never thought it was fake from the jump. Like me either. I, I, don't, I didn't. I, now, think, I didn't think the virus itself was that serious. As in, like, yeah. I I was gonna try my best not to get it, but I don't think I was like, oh my god, oh my god. You know what I'm saying? But I yeah. definitely knew it was real. Yeah, and I think that what it is is just. Um, I hate that people. I think that I think that black people, um, and specifically or minorities, not even just black people, but minorities, um. I think that we just process information different, especially depending on your environments and how you grew up. Because I think naturally we like, um, I think naturally we, well, I'm speaking for myself too, because it happens to me sometimes. Um, we don't take things as serious. Um, I guess because of like past trauma and how we grew up, because we always think like, oh, it ain't that deep. It's It's almost like how like you grew up and, You'll scrape your leg real bad. I'm gonna just say go wash it off, put some on it. And realistically, you probably need some medical attention because you need a tetanus shot to get make sure you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Stuff ain't infected. But at home, you just gonna pour you some peroxide on it, and you just gonna bite your day. We just been been conditioned to just put like a band aid on something and just keep going. So you I, know, think I would agree with you. Situation, that this person was not black. So they're not black. No, they're not. I, that's a different story. But I'm just saying in general, I think that that's how it is like i think that that's just how people process it because most of the people now online um the people who i've been seeing like didn't want to wear masks and thought it was stupid now they're they all been white um but for the most part like i just you know just people who directly came to me and said stuff like oh this ain't real oh i'm still one out oh this ain't stopping me i'm like girl okay it's honestly scary man i think i'm more fearful of just like losing a relative like yeah i just yeah anyway i just i just it's just crazy to me like like people like i remember somebody saying like um ain't no way it's real me and my folks was out for the last three weeks we got tested and none of us got it that's because you probably didn't come in contact with it 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like flu season come around every year. A lot of people never get the flu, but we know that the flu is real. And you don't have to have ever had it or the chicken pox. A lot of people ain't had, you know, and I, I don't have to like, you know, I don't know. It's just real. I hate it. I, I even take it so personal, but I just think that, I don't know. It's just, it's just very. I would, I don't, don't be, don't hate that you take it so personal. I think that what needs to happen is that um, people should tap more into their emotions and just be like a little bit more. Because I, I can admit, for me, I definitely, um, I definitely could pay attention more to what's going on in the media and like research a lot of things that I need to know. But I think that you being so passionate about even stuff like this is just like a good thing. There's nothing wrong with it. I think that you just be, I think that you're frustrated because everybody else isn't as passionate about it. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I guess, I don't know. But I just, when I hear it, it's like, after all that we don't witness, and you still feel that way? Yeah. That's what anyway, the girls do. All I'm saying is, y'all, please, this is not ending no time soon, and you thinking that it's not real, it's not helping the cause. And I would hate for you to learn in in your casket because it's too doggone late. So please stop playing. Please. Anyways, you have a black business for the week. Um, do I? Do I do I do I? Okay, so Telfar is a is a fashion designer. They specialize in um what are known for their bags. They have like these really bright colored bags with like their logo on it and they're really cute. Um, but as of recently, they just been becoming really, really, really popular. Um, the designer is I don't think he's from New York. But he he lived in New York for a long time. So a lot of people know him. Um, very popular. A black gay designer, which is a black gay popular designer, which is good. I, um, definitely, we have some, but it's only people like Laquan Smith, which I love, and Hood by Air, which isn't around anymore. No, they're not. Did it just kind of phase no. out or they stop producing? Um, well, with Hood by Air, I think they ended up, they ended up, just closing their house and then um from what i hear they were trying to bring it back which i don't think they should have ever stopped it i don't know if it has something to do with like money issues or what but but back to self they just been becoming really popular um as of recently i don't know if everybody heard yeezy has collabed um with moola i cannot pronounce that other clothing line's name um it's another it's another black female designer her name is Mo something Anywho, <laughs> um, Yeezy decided to make her the um, lead of the brand for Gap. But before that happened, so far I was in talks with Gap in doing a collaboration. What a slap in the face. That would have been so major for them. Yeah, and, and they stopped it because of um, what I read. They stopped it because of um, COVID-19. And then now that everything is like starting to get back up and running, they didn't even give them like... Uh, a warning they didn't talk to them about it they didn't pay them no money about it they just literally just put yeezy up there with them oh, now what i think needs to happen is because i don't know i don't want i don't want to assume that kanye came in and just snatched that from them purposely yeah because he probably but didn't I, know yeah but i do what i do think needs to happen or will be cool is if he would include Telfar in it as well like yeah if he bring, yeah, yeah. Bring Ooh, them they stuff sold out on the website when i was on here the other day they had so much stuff available listen so far, sells out in 15 minutes. I've been trying to get a bag from them for like months. I went on their website three but different like times and they month. had inventory. Why? Wow. I should have just bought really? it. Yeah, it's it's very. I saw one yesterday, the one I wanted. I want a yellow one, a medium size. But check them out. I think that the bags are like the most popular, but they do have other stuff. They have like um, hats and 
all types of stuff. Shirts, they have like pants. Of course, they have like a full clothing line, but they're mostly known for their bags. And I'm sure everybody has seen them because they have that little small bag, mm-hmm. like the, the Jaquemins bag, but they have like their little small purse. Um, that's that's what everybody loves from them. They get that. And they're not even that expensive. I mean, obviously, I do still consider it like luxuries, but I'm saying, yeah. I, I hope they increase over time, but it's oh, really yeah, for sure. right now. Yeah. So I definitely plan on getting one when they restock the red or the yellow. I definitely want to get one um, just to have. I really thought about getting a big one, but I don't travel that much, especially during this time. So yeah, my like, back could be wrinkled up. I have to leave a little tissue stuff in this side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All that's right. my black business of the week. Um, We will leave the link to their um, website in the bio so you can check them out. But you can check them out on social media as well. I think you just put so far comes up yeah, on instagram it's, it's, and you know how google finish what you're saying you can type in t-a-r yeah. and it'd be like oh target <laughs> telfar global on instagram and i think it's the same thing on twitter all right well shout out to telfar i will get a bag once the opportunity um presents itself and uh, yeah. i'm gonna be up through that you know what i'm saying yeah if kanye if you're listening or kim your wife just go ahead and put that bug in his ear about pulling in telfar on that uh that yeezy and gap collab you got a 10-year deal with them okay Dang. 10 you know, folks be like, I've been shopping at Gap. No, for real, I've really been shopping at Gap. <laughs> I've never owned anything from Gap. I like, I love their jeans. I've been going to the outlet, though. To judge me. Anyway. You know who has really good jeans, though, and, and people be sleep? American Eagle. Hollister. Oh, I ain't been there. <laughs> I'm saying. They be having jeans at $20, and they be having a five-fitting skinny jeans, okay? But anywho. Um, all I know is Gap and American Eagle is flat-booted friendly. Appreciate y'all. Uh, <laughs> oh my god what is flat booty friendly jeans like what does you know, that do you know like i know i wouldn't have had no apple bottoms first of all i just read somebody said air fryers are really easy to bake ovens for adults and i'm ready to fight you know what low-key it is easy bake ovens to cook your food with a light bulb name somebody raw um so what you gonna say august and jada what's c you know what what's up I let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you something. I ain't mad. I ain't mad because at the end of the day, this is my viewpoint on the situation. I've heard for years. I've heard for years. Okay, that they had some really, you know, freaky stuff going on over there. And like, I used to be a really gullible person, and I would be like, always like, oh, they probably don't do nothing like that. They don't seem like the type of people. But every single time that I've heard a rumor about a celebrity that's like kind of off, like kind of crazy, it always be true. Yeah, of course. So it didn't just I, come out of thin air. I mean, some of them might not be true, but a lot of them are. Yeah. So um, I, I, didn't, I just gagged at it. But honestly, if they have an agreement, like they don't have any small kids. They all the kids are pretty much of age except Willow. She's not 18 yet, I don't think. Is she? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know, but she's not of ages. But realistically, like they've been together for a long time. I, and you know what I'm saying? I think that we I think that people are just I mean, it's kind of a shocker just because of how people look at Will and Jada. But for for me, I think that I have to erase the thought of like traditional marriages and traditional relationships. I have to kind of erase that out of my head because people be married and they ain't in a relationship on their own terms. Like maybe they are comfortable with and having tradition an open relationship. Is, uh, made up. But go ahead. Yeah, it is. So I feel like I can't be mad at that. 
it's just the fact that it was obvious. Like she had to get her a piece. She had to get her a, a young piece. Jada, I'm sure I he's not her. the only one though. And I think he just he. I just I really wish he didn't open his mouth. And this what's funny is this not the first time he talked about. It. He talked about like what two years ago he made a song about it. He released a visual for it and everything. And people was talking about the same thing. But I think this go around, which is funny. Okay, this is one thing I'm I'm always anti clickbait. I always I always and if I haven't forgive me if I'm lying, but I always try to read context the information and make sure i have my facts straight before i just go on instagram or twitter or whatever and start saying all this crazy stuff that was a really 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 good interview that he did with angela Yee, and it's just so funny that obviously that that clip went viral but there was so many other important things they talked about and i wish people would look at the interview before they start calling him crazy and all this other stuff but anyway i just want to say that because i got a little empathy for him yeah i i have a lot of empathy for him he's been through a lot yeah a whole lot yeah this light just won't let me be great I just am not, I wish he wouldn't open his mouth. That's really all I can say. Like, I just think that um, obviously there is some nuance to Will and Jada's marriage. And you can see how they've been moving for decades before our own eyes. I mean, even when he was little, you know what I'm saying? So I yeah. just I just wish that he wouldn't have said anything about it. It's just kind of like, but obviously we don't know the whole story. We don't know what really went down. But I just think that some stuff, especially something like that, you kind of got to know the impact that it would have if you said something. Like, I'm sure mm-hmm. when he first did whatever he did with them, he had to been like, I can't believe I'm at Jada Pika house. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I just think, you know, discretion is obviously important. And I don't blame her for denying it. It's like, what the freak are you doing? She denied it? Yeah. Well, her her, her, her reps denied it. Okay, I didn't know. Also, people have been talking about, oh, they weird. What's wrong with them? They obviously don't know what marriage means. Maybe you don't either. I think that people's relationship is up to what they want it to be. Yeah. This is just none of our business. So what? They have an open relationship. A lot of y'all in them and don't know them. Don't know it. <laughs> and a lot of y'all think that y'all, you know, I, I'm not open to being in an open relationship, but I, I definitely understand, like, you know, do you really think it's realistic saying that you're going to be with the same person for the rest of your life? Like, let's be for real. Do we yeah. really think this? No, I I totally understand that for real. I think that um, some people might expect it. And me, I I am not, I'm I'm only into one person, but I'm pretty sure in about 40, 50 years, I'm gonna be like, bro, can we go to the club? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't um, know. And who's to say? I don't know. Maybe it'll never happen, but I do think it's kind of especially when people get married at a young age. Like that's why I'm not a fan of high school sweethearts. I'm like, you mean to tell me it's the only person you're gonna only be interested in for the rest of your life? Yeah. It's possible, but I just don't think it's likely girl um i i I honestly me personally i haven't even thought about doing an open relationship because i don't like to share my person i'm with like i feel like we are you know what i'm saying i'm not looking down on people that do stuff like that i would never do that but i just personally can't fathom having to share my spouse with somebody now if i'm with somebody and it's been like 10 15 years or whatever because even people that i know um that's been together that long they definitely have like some sort of agreement where they kind of like stuff out and do what they need to do but who's to say that won't happen to me but as of now especially because i'm not in a relationship i ain't really with it and that's why I think it's so important to be with somebody who you can be honest with, because I think that, like, I, you know how they say, I don't, they say that monogamy is unnatural. I don't want to say it's unnatural, but I do think it is natural to crave being with somebody else. Like you want, like to want more things get boring, they get stressful. And I, I think that cheating is taking the easy route. Like it's not really showing any discipline, yeah. but I think that you kind of got to be creative. 
And so oh, yeah. being creative might mean hopping on a swing. <laughs> <laughs> you did what I said. I, oh, I feel you for sure. Um, yeah, I'm with it. But I think that we should probably um, bring in people who um, are either in a polygamous relationship or pr- have been in one before or people who just are like very open-minded to situations like that to broaden my vision on it. Yeah. You I agree. I mean? And I also want a regular quote unquote married couple too. Like a traditional married couple. Yeah. I actually know yeah. one, but I don't know if they, um, it's uh, a little odd. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> but not the okay. odd we want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But however, um, I feel like our episodes, our last couple episodes have been really serious. Um, so I kind of wanted to loosen up a little bit, you know, cause I feel like we all deserve a moment to just relax and um to kind of take our mind off of stuff um so i did kind of want to bring a you know more fun episode so today i wanted to talk about life after high school yes um i wanted to just you know um kind of touch bases on like how you were in high school or some of the things that you did even down to like um, activities that you did and stuff that you, you know, people that you hung out with and just people that you let go over the years and why. And, um, our, you know, the difference between social media, because at that time, that's when social media for us w- had started, even though we did have a piece of it in like middle school with Black Planet. But in high school, it was like the MySpace wave had just took over. And- yeah. And it was kind of a wait till I get to the library or wait till I get home to check my time on type of thing. It ain't like real yeah. time like it is now. Yeah. So in high school, you know, what's funny. I always feel like people hold on to their high school persona persona for the rest of their life. They, they literally be 67 years old talking about they was a football star at their high school, but they ain't make it. I don't like people like that. I ain't even right. gonna lie. I ain't <laughs> even gonna lie. I'm not even, I don't like people like that. Cause it's just like, okay. High school definitely was a big part of your life. But you got to kind of find, you got to kind of just kind of find your own identity after that. Like, well, you got to live the world. You can't hold on to those past things. Yeah, a lot of people peak at high school and then they go on to college or the rest of their life and they can't really gain that popularity back. And it really does get to them. It's like, do you know who I am? No, you're not. It's like, like in college, you have, you know, people like, oh, I was a valedictorian in my class. Well, in my school, 30 of my friends are valedictorians. Yeah. Now what? (laughs) But you know, it's so funny. I remember seeing a tweet a couple of weeks ago on Twitter and somebody was like, were you lame in high school? And I think that some schools can be real clicky, but I'm going to be totally honest with y'all at Thera. It wasn't enough of us to have lame people. (laughs) 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 I mean, there were people that we considered lame, but low key, everybody was cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? We all were from the same hood. We all basically grew up together. And we end up in the same school. And it just was, you know, there were some people I'm just like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't like him, nothing like that. But you know, it just was like, I don't know. It's just like having coworkers per se. But I do mm. think that I am just like, in a lot of ways, I'm the same as I was in high school as far as personality. I've always been talkative, outspoken. Yeah. I've also been re- always been responsible, but it's just on a different level, I guess you could say. Like a lot yeah. of people that meet me from, that that see me from high school, they be like, girl, you still the same. Even teachers, yeah. you still crazy. You still, and I'll be like, what you mean? Yeah. I think as far as personal personality wise, I'm still the same. I've always been cool with everybody. Um, I don't know if people will say the same about me. Who knows? They ain't never said it to my face. <laughs> you know oh my God. But I don't think that I revamped myself after high school. But what's funny is there are people who I really wasn't cool with in high school. Not like beefing, but we just, 
you know, I've seen them before and yeah. they have like tried to be my friend post high school. And I don't know where that comes from. Is it because of the image that you see of me on social media or like what causes that? But I still feel the same love. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, um, I, when I first brought this topic up to you, I was just saying like, we could speak on different kinds of situations because we grew up, we went to the same elementary school and middle school. But when we got to high school, we both went to like two, separate high school completely different schools two completely different schools and then i ended up moving to a whole side of town that i knew nothing about Mm -hmm. so me going to school on install mountain um after living on the west side for my whole fucking life um it was a culture shock for me just because um from the outside looking in even their quote-unquote considered hoods they don't look hood to me and then they look nice like y'all grew up in decent homes like y'all had areas that have big homes not saying but even if we had big houses on cascade but realistically we ain't know nobody that really stayed in no house on cascade if you stay i on mean cascade, truth be me, told cascade is really the only real nice part of the west side unless you're talking about side, like the camp creek which is really south side yeah especially during that time because this is before gentrification yeah yeah so during that high school time like i did i just didn't really know it was it wasn't relatable everybody was different it was it kind of felt like people were trying too hard over here like that's just the the that was what i got from it because i'm like y'all really just over here trying to be hood but this ain't nothing this ain't hood y'all wouldn't last where i'm from y'all wouldn't be last a day and i'm not saying that's a brag but i think that one of my um, biggest pet peeves is when people aren't from the hood and they try to act like it. I feel like you can still be yourself and enjoy hood activities. Yeah. And hood stuff, you know what, but just though? be yourself. I think that an interesting thing about grade school is there is a constant competition and people have to be cool in other ways. Cause you know, you think about the East side. Yes, there is a really nice side to it, but it still ain't the suburbs. So I think that people kind of, yeah. it's like, it's kind of like they want to be like the rest of like the, the, the on paper hood, blackity black person yeah but it's like because you know i think every class has a class within a class if you think about it like obviously black people are oppressed and i don't mean to use this example and so you would think that we would all be unified and we'd just be like accepting each other as we are but then we have people that are you know picked on because of skin color because of the car they drive it's like a home they're in and it's like even the poorest school because even in my school mind you i don't even want to see the poverty numbers from thero especially when i graduated but i'm pretty sure <laughs> a lot of them it was the rob um, the blind the poor robbing the poor type of things and they're making a competition out of it. it's like well i'm broke but you broke bro <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like when you when i think about people from the east side and i be thinking about how nice they live but I don't think they realize it because they still feel like, well, yeah, it's like, even if you go to the, like, I know people who grew up in a quote unquote rich neighborhood and they weren't the richest and they still kind of frowned upon, even though they had a five bedroom house, two cars and all this other stuff. That'd be my thing. Like y'all had homes. Like we lived in apartments that, that, people was fucking shooting all the time. Like, you know, and it was fun to go outside. It's a body on your steps. You can't even get to the, to the bus stop. Yeah. Like for I'm real, like, uh, excuse me, sir. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> no, you know, I get it. But they don't understand. They didn't understand that. So it was kind of different for me. So in high school, when I left, like, I definitely was a, I was the same. I got kicked out of class for talking and mm-hmm. playing around. But once I got to Stone Mountain, I definitely calmed down just because I didn't really know anybody there. So I would be, I, I had no choice but to do my work. I think that was my mom's plan and she definitely succeeded. <laughs> um, so um, you know, once I got to start mine, I definitely started to pay more attention to school. 
Um, in school, my favorite subjects was math and science. I hated social studies, and this plays a big part as to why I'm so disconnected with politics today. And like, you know I what? Feel- I love Miss Social Studies. <laughs> Yeah, I did not like social studies. I failed social studies. I mean, not geography, geometry. (laughs) You said you hated geometry? No, I loved it. I loved geometry and um, and history, just anything historical. Yeah, I I did not pay it. Like, that was probably, like, my lowest lowest, um, grade would be social studies every year. Even a graduation test, I had to take the social studies part twice. Oh, yeah, uh, well... (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna, I mean, the statute of limitations up. I cheated. So did my teachers. They went to court for it. Charges were dropped. Thanks oh, for my wow. college degree. What you gonna take it back? <laughs> I got the job. <laughs> yeah, I took that part twice. I just, I just, that just wasn't me. You would have came there. You would have passed a flying <laughs> Right. I'm sure. I, I always said if I went, to, if I would have ended up going to Westlake, then I would have not graduated from or Mays. I would. I don't think I would have graduated on time. Yeah. I really I, like looking back. I kind of wish I would have went to Westlake. I feel you love. I wanted to go so bad. But after high school, um, I think I was a little bit, I was very liberated because I felt like, um, you know, I was grown. I was starting to find myself in 12th grade. So like once we graduated high school, it was just different. I felt free. Like I felt like accomplished just because a lot of people in my family didn't graduate high school. And it was something that my mama was just really proud of because, you know, like I said, I a lot of people in my family didn't do it. But I also just felt free. I felt like an adult. I was working at the time. I had two jobs. So I was like, you know, um, even though I didn't get into college I wanted to go to, which was Clark, I, I only applied to Clark, didn't get into it, don't know how. I felt like the stupidest person on earth because um, you have to have a 2.5 GPA to get into Clark Atlanta. And I just knew, I was so cocky because I'm like, baby, I'm going to Clark. That's only yeah. school. Like, my GPA was a 3.6. I got, you know, I got my graduation test out to the ACT and the SAT and still didn't get in. You know what's funny? My GPA sucked in high school. It sucked in college. For it's, real? Yeah, I had to, My GPA was, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I graduated from college with the, uh, and But you were out of there, so it's cool. Exactly. Oh, I don't give a darn. Because <laughs> yeah. my check cash the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when I was in high school, I feel like I might have had, I mean, I guess it's not bad. I feel like I might have had like a 2.7 or something. I don't think I ever had a 3.0. I've only, I've only, the only reason why I got that is because I went to Stone Mountain. What happened was when I was at North Atlanta, um, the, the courses that we offer at North Atlanta, they didn't offer them at um, Stone Mountain or in DeKalb County School. It was a whole period. new school system, yeah. It was a whole new school system. So all of the classes that they didn't offer and I failed, they just chopped them off my GPA. Like Ooh, literally amen. just, right. They just took them off of there. So from that moment, I had kind of a moment to rebuild everything. I ain't know nobody. So I just did my work. Everything was easy. I was very sad I didn't get into Clark. But yeah, like right after high school, both of us, we remember we both cut our hair the same day. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> we went to cut our hair. I had like went to the album store. Yes. Shout out to Asante from the friends. <laughs> Period. We um I had I've always had braids since like sixth grade. So I've had braids through middle school and all through high school. So once I graduated, I was like, you know what? I'm an adult now. Let's just I want to cut it off. Let's just, I want a haircut. So I ended up cutting my hair. Alicia cut her hair. And we, I was just feeling like the one, you know, I felt like I was the one. Um, unfortunately, that's like around the time my mom died. So after that, I just was kind of lost. So my child, my life after high school was 
a little bit different because I ain't, I, I ain't, you know, yeah. Yeah, was, no, that was tough. Yeah, it was a lot for me. Um, I do feel like that played a big role as to why, like, I went to jail and just a lot of stuff that happened to me around that time. But um, luckily, I was one of those people who went to jail and learned from it. <laughs> so I definitely I haven't went to jail after after I got out of jail the last time I haven't been in jail since 2009 8 okay so about 11 Nine. 12 years free yeah come on was, in freedom yeah, I, I was like obsessed with like Napoleon Dynamite and stuff and stuff like that in a uh, black high school people don't really know nothing about that so of course they pick at everything, like even small. Yeah, it's just like the thing to do, and it might seem harmless then, but honestly, a lot of stuff does trigger you, and you don't even realize it. It has an impact on yeah. how you think, how you move, what you think you know. So now, as an adult, is is as free as we are now, especially in Atlanta, being a predominantly I ain't gonna say predominantly gay, but it's it's very 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 accepted here. Um, I still feel like. Sometimes when I leave the house, I have to kind of watch what I put on just because I don't want people to look at me. I don't want nobody to say nothing. Like, it's it's almost like, I think that plays a big part of it. So that's kind of like my PTSD from high school. I do feel like it's a lot of things that have happened in high school that I still kind of have certain PTSD and certain thoughts on and I don't indulge. Did you do any extracurricular stuff? You was in a band, right? Um, Yeah, I was in a band. I was in a band um, just my freshman year. When I got when I got sent to DeKalb County, I didn't get in a band. I ain't know nothing about this. I'm a, I don't want to join no lane. I mean, you think band. about. Do you ever think about how much you thought you knew when you were in high school? I was so gullible and dumbfounded in high school, and I, don't say I was. <laughs> and partially is because of like, like I was smart in some ways, but I was just a lot, I was very like gullible because my mom. She like, she used to tell me crazy stuff. Like she scared me out of having sex. Even to this day, I'll be scared. Like she would make it seem like you would get fucking HIV from touching somebody's leg. I remember that they used to me. say My stuff mom like. Made me think that if I blink twice in the wrong direction, I'm definitely pregnant. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's how she would just scare me out of so much stuff. So even now, I still be like iffy for trying stuff, certain things, and I just kind of. You know, side out a lot of stuff, and it's because my mom, my mom used to scare the shit out of me. What I said, like, what do you think? Besides, like going to jail and stuff, what do you think? What really stopped you from end up on the path that some of our friends did? Because some of our our friends from middle school, high school, I still talk to, and a lot of them are in the same place mentally, physically. You know, just a lot of things. And yeah. I always talk about this to some people, and I'm just, you know, I really do. You know, people be like, well, like for example, let's use COVID for example. Like people having these block parties and all this stuff, it looked fun. And it's very irresponsible. Be, but deep down, I'd be like, man, I know. It ain't, you know, they probably just feel like, what well, we got to lose? Like, how do you get out of that kind of careless mentality, if that makes sense? Like, obviously, there's a big picture here. Well, I guess my question is just like, how do people, like, what gives people hope to feel like, because I feel like people have to feel motivated to do stuff. Like, if you give people nothing and expect them to create something out of nothing, they're probably not going to produce the results that you expect them to have. And I think that people who are, who don't, who are not familiar with that kind of environment don't understand that. I yeah. think people, they don't realize, like, how much having, how, how much of a difference it makes to have people, to give people resources or opportunities. And you don't have to like literally give people a successful life, but they need the tools to be successful. And when they come from a generation of lack, of lack, of lack, it just sets them back. You know, I was just talking to somebody the other day about, you know, 
people be like, oh, I didn't go to college because I didn't have the money. I get it. And people be like, well, why you didn't take out loans? It's not really that simple because a lot of people drop out of high school because they have pressure from the person that they live with to take care of the family. They finally get a job, all their money goes to that family and they kind of never get an opportunity to build their own identity or take care of themselves. I literally know people whose parents have forced them to quit their job so they can get government assistance. And it kind of brainwashes that child into thinking like they don't really have to work hard. Now, sometimes people get lucky. Like some people, they think past that and they, you know, see a bigger picture and they, you know, go on and go forth from that. But it's re- it's just not that simple. And you think about it like, okay, so now I don't spend all these years taking care of my parents. Let's say I'm 26. I think 24, 26 is when um, FAFSA considers you like an independent adult. So they go based off of your income to um, pay for school. So let's say I'm 25, 26. I finally want to go to school. Okay, my mama, she, you know, stable. I can leave the house, whatever the case is. Now financial aid talking about, I got to pay $30,000 a year. Well, I'm going to get that from. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a... And this is not to like make excuses for people or anything like that, but I just wish, I just wonder what does it take for people to kind of get out of the predicament they're in? And I don't want to blame it on laziness because I know it's not that. I've seen these people yeah. with my own eyes and I know that's not the case. Because if that was the case, a lot of these people, you know, you see a lot of people that finally get famous, they come from the slums, they become rappers, they get famous, they get this money, they go and get back to their hood and you see them change their life around. It's like, well, yeah. they had an opportunity and they don't always have to be music, but like, what can it be to like inspire these kids? Um, I think for me, like initially just um, going through what I was going through um, after my mom died and like dealing with my situation of me stealing and all this other stuff. I think what really helped me is because I sat down for so long. Like I had to, I realized that I didn't grow up like that. Like I wasn't raised like that. And luckily I was able to have the best of both worlds because I wasn't, we lived in the hood my whole life, but my mom was definitely a hard worker so she didn't do like government assistance and shit like that but my sister did y'all want government assistance oh i'm jealous no y'all paying regular rent at chestnut ridge yeah dang that's what i'm about saying get out the mud <laughs> that's what i'm saying so me watching my mama literally get it out the mud for real like seriously my sister definitely had government assistance so like i said i had best of both worlds like mm-hmm. my mom was a was the type of person that she would fucking work her ass off and still cook a four course meal every day. Like she would cook me dinner every day. So like I I experienced that growing up, and then also my sister side. So me um, coming into an adult, and I started doing stuff that I just never even thought that I would do or try. I'm like, you know what? Honestly, I need to get myself together. And I didn't even know what I wanted to do with my life. Like, I just was like, you know, I'm in school for fashion design, but honestly, do I want to go back to school and and do that when I get out of jail? Like, is that why I want to go? But I just didn't feel it. Like, I wasn't migrating towards that. So I didn't know. It took me a minute, though, to just kind of sit down and be like, you know, I do enjoy doing this. Maybe I can do makeup. Maybe I can do this. I, I just, but for the longest, I promise you, like, I just didn't really know what to do. Yeah, it's um, tough. And I was just telling somebody this, like, um, and I actually talked to an old coworker about this, and she felt the opposite. So basically, I was saying, you know, some people don't find their passion until later on in life. I mean, they could be 50. There are people who are having their big break in the entertainment industry, and they're in their 40s and 50s. And she was just like, no, they just didn't try to find it. I'm like, listen, you have to be exposed to stuff to even know if you're going to like it. You know what I mean? Like, um, like let's say yeah. somebody wants to be an astronaut, right? And you just see them on TV. But wouldn't it be great to know somebody who works in like uh, it was an aeronautics? I hate that I even chose that 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 profession to use as, as an example. But I'm just saying, like growing up, I didn't know any attorneys, any teachers, any doctors. I knew drug dealers, 
bus drivers, yep. people who work at McDonald's. And 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 so you kind of like maybe I can like for me, I knew I didn't want to do that, but I'm like, okay, but what do I want to do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of tough to even know what you enjoy. And then I, you know, I finally have figured out the hobbies that I like, but it's because I end up being exposed to people who do certain things. I tried it out. I read about it. And then, boom, now I've been able to, like, identify the type of career I want or the type of things I like to do for a hobby, like traveling. But these are things I would have never even considered if I would have stayed where I was growing up. Yeah. And I I think even now, thinking about how much Atlanta has changed, it's even harder for people to get out of the circumstances they're in. It's like, well, where are they going to go? Yeah. And and then especially with all the prices going up and they just keep kicking these people out of their hood. Um, I was driving through the West End the other day. They was plotting back. Listen, I drive through Oakland City and I see white people drive um, riding on them little lime scooters. No. What scooters? What you mean? Those lime scooters. Remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like we tried to ride. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even believe they had that at Oakland City Station. Man, Listen. if I could, and I really do try to inform people as much as I pop, I possibly can, but my reach only goes so far. But I wish that I, I sometimes I think about like, should I go back to my old school and talk to kids about like stuff that that can help them? But I also think about my mindset when I was their age, and we would have these motivational speakers. We just like, man, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, man, we, we, we definitely would not listen to them. Yeah, exactly. And we would boo them and all the other stuff. And it's not until we got, it's not, it wasn't until we got older that we were like, man, we should have listened to him. Because hindsight is 2020. But when you think about your predicament at that very moment and this person telling you how they supposedly made it out, your first thought is he probably was lying. He probably, you know, had something else going on. You know what I'm saying? You just don't think like people that you know who look like you and who, who are living like you at that moment can reach those kind of depths. And I, you know, I um, I don't know. I mean, I really don't even know what it takes. It's, it sucks. And that's why, and I wish that the people, especially in the hood, because I'm just speaking on the hood because that's where I'm from and it makes the most sense. But I wish that you could motivate people. People do want handouts because they they just want whatever can get them stable. Oh, quick. yeah, for sure. But I wish there was something that you could do mentally to help people to understand, like, it's bigger than you. And it's always end up being when they get older, like, I just want my grandbaby to da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, I wish you could have, you know, had that exposure too, because it shouldn't have to start with the next generation. I wish it was something that they, I sound like a, a preacher. But I just wish that people could have equal resources. And and I know not, and I don't even mean equal to be honest with you. Obviously everybody can't have the access to the exact same thing, but I just wish, I just think that the poverty levels that exist don't just start with somebody being lazy. That just is what it is. And that's the problem that's going on right now in America. People fail to acknowledge that like people aren't just homeless because they didn't get up and go get a job. You know what I'm saying? And people, and you know, I grew up, we grew up on, on government assistance and it was because my mom was disabled. We didn't have, you know, it wasn't because she didn't want to work. She always had a job until she got disabled and she didn't have yeah. a choice but to get government assistance because legally she couldn't work. Now, I know that's not everybody's case, but, you know, it was things that happen. I'm just like, I can't, uh-uh, food stamps say you can't make more than $1,200 a month. Oh, I need more than $1,200 a month. <laughs> like, <laughs> just little things to think of. But even for my mother, I wish that she was more motivated in other areas to do certain things, but she didn't know where to start. And now people be like, I need to buy a house, but I don't know where to start. And to me, I'm like, why you don't just Google it? But maybe it's not even that simple because their mind is so blown that, they're, that, it's, that it seems like it's so overwhelmed to do something as simple as buying a house. And they don't even bother looking it up because they just already feel like defeated about it. Does that, you know what I'm saying? I want to say like how I came in my career um, or how I just figured it out. I just honestly, I was just in the meantime, I was doing makeup for people and for money for myself. Like I would do looks on myself just because I really enjoyed doing it. And then one day I was just like, you know what? What if I just did makeup for a living? Like what if I just, I mean, I like it. Why not? I remember you always saying you wanted to do makeup. Yeah. 
but I just never did it. I was like, maybe I should do that. But here we are now, 10 years I hope later. Things, when I see videos from Thera on, on social media and it looks like all these cool things the students are getting, I really do feel like this era, this digital era is changing some stuff. Like people can be a DIYer in anything that they want. Oh, for sure. People got studios in their house. Clearly people are YouTube. People are making bank from YouTube. People yeah, making bank literally. from TikTok and so much. It's, it's a lot. But guess what that is? Exposure. Yeah. If they ain't had the exposure, they would have never knew. Do you, is there anything you think you should have taken more seriously when you were in school that could have put you in a place you wish it could be now? Um, if anything, like realistically, I just really wish that I took social studies and literature more serious. I think that that has put a really big damper on my life. I mean, just look at how life has happened you know, after high school for me personally. And honestly, like, I don't, I didn't know nothing about nothing. Like, I don't know nothing about the judicial system, politics, nothing. Like, all I know what the Democrat and Republican is and the the amendments and the Bill of Rights. It's like, I know, like, little but basic But how long shit, can you say you don't know? Like, are you going to take the time to teach yourself? And no, this is not me trying to, like, read you nothing. I don't like know. That. Realistically, like, I've I've just recently, um, and just because of my peers and just what's going on and the fact that I'm looking at stuff and I'm reading things and I don't fully understand it, um, I think now is like around the, a good time for me because before I just didn't really care. Like it didn't really, it, you know, from my point of view, it just didn't really. A lot of people don't care. Don't care. Um, it just, I felt like it just didn't really concern me for real. Like I'm like, it don't have nothing to do with my life when it absolutely does mm -hmm. so it's like i have to take the time out for myself to definitely look into it and just kind of figure it out um but that's the only thing like i really regret just not paying attention um to social studies and literature in high school like i really wish i could just go back i honestly feel like sometimes i do want to go back to school and just get like a degree in like psychology or or art degree or something like that. Like I, I just want to go back to school just to kind of get a refresher. I do want to be an esthetician too, so maybe I can go there. I think the stuff we learned in high school was very surface level, so I think it's easy for you to find it. But I think the good, the luck that we have now is that we can find out the truth about it. Because I feel like they gave yeah. us like high level summaries, and not that some of that stuff wasn't true, because some of it may have been true. But it's a lot of stuff that was skipped over, and it was like made to like cartoonize and like the seriousness of it was taken out and i think that you know teachers obviously they can if they start talking about their own personal opinions or what they perceive as fact over what's in a book and they can lose their job so we kind of it's like a structural thing it's like hiding information in plain sight per se but yeah i i do encourage not just you but people in general if you feel like you wish you knew more about stuff just look it up i mean you can i there's a um a youtube channel that i subscribe to that goes over like history in africa and not just the slave trade they even say like okay when this person ruled like a popular person that we might learn about in europe when this person ruled in europe this is what they were doing in africa or this, oh, okay. is, this is where hemp started in Africa. Or this was one of the strongest um, empires. Or these people fought against the, the slavers. It's just things that put a lot of things in perspective and make you understand, like, the power that we come from and the importance of our culture as it roots back to Africa. And it's not something that you would learn in school unless you, like, became a historian or something like that. But these are this is somebody who actually goes, up, goes into, like, 
research by professions and historians and people that teach this for a living. But I think it's, it's just really cool to understand just where influence from certain things come from when people talk about, oh, Africans enslaved each other before this, and you really understand the truth behind it and why it's people are saying that. It's just really important. I think that our history is essentially stemmed in uh, European history. And, you know, just something as simple as, and these videos be like 12 minutes long. It's, it's, I mean, long, I think, you know, it's a, you know, you know how to find information, but I'm just saying, I wish if anybody feel like there's something that they wish they knew, just, just look for the information is everything's at your fingertips. Now there's no excuse. You're right. And which one you're right. <laughs> um, did you used to want to go to like it, a, it, I about to say something. I was to say, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. No, no, no. <laughs> did, you, did you used to wish you lived in a different kind of predicament when you was younger? I know I did um duh you know i feel like we since we did grow up in the hood we definitely probably like fantasized about having rich parents and just yep. living you know i fantasize about basic stuff like i definitely used to be like i wonder what life would have been like if i had both of my parents in the house together i wonder what life would have been like if my parents both had like really good jobs and they went to school I always wonder, like, if I would even look different because I know it sounds so stupid, but I even feel like when you grow up with, like, certain, like, a certain, in the, like, middle class and above, you either kind of, you kind of look different to me. Like, even I know just, what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got, like, a, a different aura you about You carry yourself different. Your style yeah. is different. Like, your genetics might be the same, but it, you can look at somebody and tell their whole history. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely um, used to fantasize about a lot of stuff. Like I would just be like, what if I had, what if I grew up as a famous kid? Like I used to always like, what if I was a singer and I was famous and thinking about my life? Like I would think about stuff like that. But I think that now since I'm older, um, I definitely feel like me growing up in the hood helped build my character because I watched people who just are just completely lost and it's like you can't and, and to me it's second nature just because this is how i grew up so some stuff i just know and i just it's it's like um what do people call it when you muscle memory it's like almost like muscle memory like i definitely i don't think about it i just do it just because that's how i grew up like yeah, second if this nature. don't work out if this don't work out like i'm gonna be like okay I'm, i know how to do it i can just do it like this so I do be, I'm very appreciative of me growing up in the hood because I feel like it definitely built me to be who I am today. But I definitely did. I'm sure you did too. When you were listening to all the things that you thought about, I used to think like, dang, I wonder what it'd been like if we had a car. <laughs> like anybody who knew yeah. us around that age, they used to be like, girl, you be walking. We used to walk. Every That's why walking to this day do not. I will walk 20 miles if my car break down. Okay, I'm just going to walk to the grocery store and just don't get no ice cream. <laughs> Listen. But I, I think used to I always went, wish I, I, I think I had spent a day with y'all like three or four times and we walked for dear life. And to me, it was totally normal. I mean, it wasn't normal. Like I knew we didn't have a car, but the walking itself, I didn't think it was. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. When I used to, I've been in cars with people. I'm like, oh, we used to walk from here. I'd be like, okay, we'll be at bunch and then we'll walk all the way down to Bars Road. They'd be like, ain't no. I'm like, oh, yes, way. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. Or Greenbrow Mall. Yes, we did. I used to walk. I walked from bunch to Greenbrow Mall multiple times, honey. That's what. Can nobody tell me nothing about Camelton Road? I don't already know. <laughs> <laughs> Right, you probably know what type of gravel they got on East Park. Uh, so yeah, if I if somebody blindfolded me, I'm like, hold on, we're gonna turn down this lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but no, I just I used to just wonder. I you know what's so funny? I don't I 
I think I didn't really have an issue with how our house was, our home, because I feel like we had a pretty, I mean, looking back, our home obviously looked poor, but it wasn't like slum. We wasn't in like the trenches. Y'all had a nice house compared to our shit. You get what I'm saying? So I didn't feel that, but I do wish we used to have more money because there were things that I wanted to do. There's a lot of things I could never do because we didn't have money, even if it was like $10, $20, $40. So I used to just, I feel like I missed out on a lot of experiences because of money. Like I didn't go to my eighth grade prom. I didn't go on field trips because of money and I couldn't go to certain places because I didn't have a ride. So it was embarrassing. So I used to have like come up with little lies to people when they would ask me to come over and stuff like that. And I used, and, but even though that was inconvenient for me, I just think that it uh, refrained me from getting involved in stuff I had no business. So I guess if you got to find a civil line, that's just what it is. But I definitely used to wish that I grew up with some of my cousins instead because it was just some, you know, some psychological stuff that was going on. I just did not want to deal with no more. But, you know, it made yeah. me who I am. And it's a lot of stuff that people having a hard time doing right now. And I'm just like, oh, just do that. You'll be all right. <laughs> okay, so my question for you is, how do you feel about... um keeping in contact with people who you were in high school with because we had this conversation yesterday um, yeah. about somebody who I went to high school with and you like you don't even follow this girl and I'm like I don't I, I first of all you know I'm social shouting I love I be keeping up with yeah. I keep like look I can go to Greenbrier Mall right now and I promise you I'm gonna be signing autographs <laughs> I just like yeah. no, I, I, feel just, you. I love I, I mean, and not saying you don't, but I just keep up with everybody. I'm that person that put people's first name, last name, and birthday in my contact. They give me their address. I put it in their contacts. Too. I send them a Christmas card every year. I really do like a lot of stuff. I, I just love keeping up with folks. Now, there's some people I've had to keep my distance from, but a lot of my friends now, I've been knowing them since forever. Day one. Now, that don't yeah. mean I follow them, but a lot of them I do. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But you know what? Um, I do think about sometimes when I see some of my, some um some of my more successful friends still keeping up with some of their street affiliated friends, and I always wonder like, how is that dynamic? But I think at the end of the day, it's your friendship that really kind of stay the same, not really the quality of life. But if those they got their head on straight, I just like the ones that I feel like are not doing anything to help themselves. I don't talk to them no more. But a lot of my friends are doing stuff, and it might not be what society wants them to be doing, but they're taking care of themselves, and I can't be mad at that. Yeah, um, I think for me immediately after high school of course because we were fresh out of school i definitely kept up with a lot of people but i think that life happened and i just kind of migrated away from it and so even with me still i'll think about certain stuff or certain people sometimes but for the most part like i just don't um like i meet so many people on a daily with my career like i just meet so many people it is almost i don't i don't even remember half of the people that i meet sometimes like i meet people like two or three times sometimes before i actually remember them so i just think for me just keeping up with certain people um keeping up with a lot of people is just kind of hard for me to yeah. do just because i don't sense. i can barely even keep up with my friends like i barely can respond to text messages and stuff you know though i we, with you saying that that makes sense because i feel like as your life develops some things become priority and some things kind of fizzle out naturally yeah. so i was shocked to see that you didn't follow her because y'all was you know in that little group but yeah but i promise you like even after that none of us talked they all follow me every last one of them none of us talk like i'll see them out even like that I'll... one girl who i share names with i said that and then right um i definitely like run into them and then we'll like you know talk and rekindle and stuff like that we probably exchange numbers but like i don't even look for like we'll be on each other's facebook but as far as my instagram i try to clean up my timeline and i literally only follow like 
family, close friends, or people that I really know around this time, and just other artists. I try to keep it very creative because I just be want to be inspired all the time. Just know that I still every person I met through you at either any high school that you went to, I still I still talk to. <laughs> do you feel like you know who you are as a person? Does that make sense? Or do you think you've identified um, what makes you who you are? I think that I'm one of the most transformative people ever in life. Like I'm I definitely can say that I'm not the same person from high school. I'm not even the same person from two or three years ago. I definitely like mentally am I try to mentally grow um, as much as possible because I know it's a lot of stuff that I don't know and a lot of stuff that I'm ignorant to. So I try to like inform myself. So I definitely become, in my eyes, I become a new person like every two or three years. But um, just to answer your question directly, if I do know, if I know who I am, um, I do. I feel like at this point in life, I know who I am, what I want out of life and yeah, I mean, that could definitely change, but for the most part, I do feel like I know who I am and I know what I want and what I want to do out of my life. Yeah, same. I think that I didn't really start it. Un- started. I don't think I really started understanding myself until I was like 25-ish. I, got a, yeah. I remember the moment. I literally remember driving through the gate and just having like this little mental like awakening of just like life in general. And, you know, yeah. I think a lot of that just came from living alone, just having a lot of time to just think. You know how you before you go to bed, you just be thinking about stuff. But sometimes that's really when your mind starts to calculate things and things are interpreted and it just starts to make sense. And I realized like, okay, this didn't work out because of this. It's because I realized that this makes me feel this way. You know, like count um, therapy level type stuff. But I really start, I really do think that I am evolved into who I am. But now I need to tackle the things that have created issues in my life. And I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. I feel but I think that I have pinned the nail on everything that I that I can imagine. Yeah. And I think that's natural. That's what they say about this this age that we're in. I um I probably didn't start to trans like transform into knowing who I am until I was like 28, 27, 28. So it's about right now. They always say 30. So I mean I think we Yeah. And then mom might have been I started feeling it. I started like definitely clocking into what's happening and what's happening with myself and just being real with myself. Cause I think for me, my problem is that um instead of dealing with my issues, I just brush them off and keep going. I just act like they never happened. But now I kind of like sit in my shit. Like when I do stuff, I, f- I try to sit in it and just be like, you know, this is what I'm doing and this is not cool. This is toxic to me and everybody else. And I need to figure out what I got to do to fix it. Yeah. It's kind of changed the narrative of my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, um, for the most, you know, even if that means like me removing my stuff from the situation or around a certain group of people, I just realized like, you know, this isn't working for me. And I understand that certain people trigger certain things for me and I'm not comfortable with it. So I have to be real with myself and be like, you know, this ain't it. So I got to move away from that. Yeah. And that, it ain't necessarily mean that we can't be cool, but we definitely have to kind of like limit our communication. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that I have learned a lot of things that I was the the problem of. It was kind of tough to come to that moment to really be like, wow, you're the problem. Because I didn't realize what I was doing was bad. Yeah. <laughs> toxic but and it was nothing that was really like heavy but it was like you know that you're getting these results because you're reacting this way but you don't even know why you're reacting this way mm. i'm like dang okay why you yelling 
I'm sorry, Queen. It's all good. I'm happy that the moments happen. And I'm and I'm grateful to have intelligent people around me who will who understand how to communicate and to hold friends accountable and do certain things or who are also awakened, I guess you could say, with like how to navigate life. But you know, that's me off my soapbox. Mm, period. And okay, what's the lean back giving? Sorry, my back hurt. And <laughs> I got this little back pillow, this little Okay, people have so much money. Oh, shut up. Anyway, all right. So, you got anything to do before we wrap? Um, no, honestly, um, the only thing I have to say is to protect yourself through this horrible pandemic. Um, make sure that you are washing your hands. Make sure that you are sterilizing everything. Um, stuff is becoming more available in the stores now. So, um, yes. make sure you're sterilizing. Make sure, make sure that you don't have to leave the house. Um, I mean, don't leave the house if you don't have to. If you do wear a mask, um, masks are very accessible now. Beauty supply stores, for sure, they have them. Um, but yeah, just be safe. Be Protect yourself from COVID and these police officers. Okay. And these racists, the racists is out. And can we please stop calling these white women Karen and just calling racists like they are? Because I don't like that Karen time. They're racist. <laughs> they don't came up with Ken and Karen. I'm like, okay. You know, yeah, I don't like it racist. either. I, um, yeah, we already said what we need to say about that. Yeah, I agree, y'all. Listen, just think about this. Imagine somebody being the reason why your grandparents died. Yeah. And having to deal with that for the rest of your life. Yeah. I don't like really that. know other way to say it. That's not something that you can get back live, so they're definitely temporary. And not even just grandparents, because I think the average age has come down to like 26 or something like that, but... <sighs> so anyway, alright, y'all. It's been another episode of OD Podcast. I feel like my energy was so low this week, but... You're a busy woman. It's okay. Get your beast whatever try again next week, niece. <laughs> anyway, alright. I'm about to uh, end this thing. Alright. Bye. See you guys.